the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Keisha with his Taco Tuesday. Munch, munch. Mm-hmm. I plan to have me some tacos when I get home. You always <gasps> have tacos on Taco Tuesday. I do, because you know what? I'm true to my word. I cannot sit up here and talk about tacos. Y'all know I'm honest. I can't sit up here and be talking about tacos and not you know, live up to my word and actually go eat me you some go. tacos. So I intend to do that. They will be homemade tacos tonight, That's by kind. the way. I'm still tortured over the fact that I went out to eat on Saturday and got some of the most delicious short rib taco, uh, oh. not, short rib uh, nachos. And the, uh, the, um, s- the portion was so big that I had at least two thirds of it left over and I left the to-go box Don't you hate on the that? table. Ugh, Especially when they're tortured. good tacos. Oh my gosh, short rib nachos. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Excuse me for obsessing over food because y'all know I obsess over food 24 hours a day, by the way. On the breaks, I'm known to sit and look for food inspiration on Instagram. Uh, right now, I'm needing some inspiration in terms of feeling optimistic and hopeful for the future of this nation. I got to tell you guys, I'm incredibly troubled. Some of the breaking news today as we're going into Christmas is just really, really disturbing. And I could use y'all's help. Are you feeling optimistic? Are you feeling like right now, you I know what? I was before the show. Well, you know. <laughs> then, then we had our pre-show meeting and not so much anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, if you're optimistic, tell me why. Are you feeling as though, in spite of all the news today, which we're going to get into, breaking news tonight from the House and Ways and Means Committee regarding Trump's taxes, uh, Twitter uh, files dump number eight was released today and what the Department of Defense has been doing with bot accounts on social media and indoctrination campaigns and disinformation campaigns. Um, We've also got an attorney who's going to be here tonight to share with you from the Liberty Justice Center about a lawsuit that they filed to try to restore medical tyranny, uh, to restore medical freedom into our medical community. Uh, we're gonna. There was a, a hearing on Friday. He's going to give his take on that because the communistic crap, uh, communistic COVID crap on us is continuing to amp up. Of course, we also know that the Republican Party has joined with the Democrats in a gross disgust disgusting display of spending that they're about to push through right before Christmas. And I'm just wondering if you guys are, are, are you know, if you're optimistic that anything's going to change if the Republican Party, when the Republican Party takes over the House of Representatives with a slim majority in January, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Are you hopeful going forward? Do you do you think that we can reclaim things? And if so, how? 888-344-1170. Feel free to email me 
at AndreaKshow.com. I actually got some emails today from uh, dear listener Mo, who loves to email me. And I just, if I don't get an email from Mo at some point during the day, because she either, either while she's listening to the show or she, if she doesn't hear the show live, then she listens to the podcast. And by the way, I encourage you to do that. If you miss any part of the show, uh, go to wherever you download your podcast, Spreaker, and listen to them on our station here, theanswersandiego.com, and listen to the show. Um, so, but, you know, feel free to email me, com and tell me if you're optimistic and why, because we would love to hear some optimism going forward. You already heard this voice. Y'all know who he is. He, by the way, I got to share with you guys, I need to sneak a little pic because my man is looking really very Clark Kent-like with a new pair of glasses he's got on in the studio. And I'm kind of feeling this look, man. It's DJ Potato Skins. Well, thank you, Andrea. I, I love to be the producer's superhero behind the mic. But you know what? Um, to answer your question, I... I try and remain hopeful. I really do. It's a fine balancing act because there is so much negativity and assault on this country happening each and every day. And it's it's rough. It's a rough go. I'm not going to lie. It is one of the greatest gifts. And it is a gift that Trump gave us. And the Trump administration and a Trump win in 2016 gave us was the truth about the U.S. government and the truth about the uniparty system. And the Uniparty that was lying to us and telling us one thing, led by the the establishment Republicans, telling us one thing on the campaign trail. And now we know the truth. And it's a gift when you have truth. Ignorance loves bliss, right? It's actually a gift when you actually know the truth about something that's going on, because then you can take action. And that's what we've got to do. Speaking of action, uh, the Democrats... They never give up. If if we only if we fought, you know, when we say twenty four seven, that's not even hyperbole. It's not hyperbole. Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. They're pushing hard. They're pushing hard in every area of our life, every preschool, every library, every. But we don't. But we don't. We don't do anything. The Democrats and and this and 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 the, and Trump actually gave us the playbook on how to handle things, right? How to stand strong and not crumble at the first pushback for anything. One of the things that he stood strong back when he was running for president was to not hand over his tax returns. Did you guys know that there is no law that requires anybody running for president to hand over their tax returns? And just because, and I wish now that he had that he had said this, uh, it, it, he came up with excuses. Well, the IRS, I'm under audit. Da, da. He should have just said, why do you need to know my tax returns? Why do you need to see my, my tax return? Affairs. It's my personal business. Why do you need to see it? The excuse was is that they needed to know in case he might have he might be under some kind of foreign influence. <laughs> and that's the excuse that the Democrats are putting out today. There might be foreign influence. He's not president of the United States anymore. What does it matter? He it, it we're not in an election year. Why is it? That two weeks before the Republican Party, why is it that since Donald Trump came down the escalators, they've been pushing and pushing to try to get his private financial information released to the public? Why? They announced today that they're going to release his tax returns to the public. Even if you believed that there was some legit legislative reason for them 
to have his personal financial tax returns when he's no longer president, when the IRS obviously found nothing wrong, because let me tell you, they have been digging into this man's pocketbook, and so has the Southern District of New York, so is the FBI, so is the DOJ. If there was anything untoward, if they had found the magic hammer that he wrote off without a receipt, he would. they would have already recommended jail he they would have uh they would have um who wesley sniped him right remember wesley snipes oh would do. one of my favorites they would have wesley sniped him man he would already be in the pokey right so why does the why did the democrats announce tonight that they needed to release his tax returns to the public because if they did have a legislative reason and here's their excuse Their excuse is there is some century-old provision in the tax code that gives congressional tax writing committees, which is why they went through House Ways and Means, uh, to the power to access private returns. And this is something very critical you need to be thinking about. Because just like I said, don't ignore this Michael Flynn story because we're all going to be Michael Flynn. We're all going to be now having having full transparency and no President Trump, right, and no and no privacy. Related to our financial matters. This has always been about bigger than Trump. This is about us and 75 million MAGA voters. Always has been. So they use this old, centuries old thing um, in order to access his private returns. And of course, the Supreme Court went right along with it. Because they have about as much backbone as Rand Paul. I'll get to him later. So the House Democrats sought the returns as part of an oversight inquiry into the effectiveness of a rule that requires the IRS to audit all presidential tax returns. Trump's Treasury Secretary Mnuchin refused to turn the tax returns over and warned that the request from from Republicans could come back to haunt them if Republicans decided someday to weaponize the IRS. But see, the thing is, the Republicans never weaponize anything, do they? The Republicans always like to say, oh, be careful. This could come back to bite you, and it never does. Because when Republicans win, they let, they still let the Democrats control everything under the guise of bipartisanship. Oh, the old John McCain wing, right? Uh, Re- Re- uh, Representative Kevin Brady of Texas said, Ways and Means Democrats are unleashing a dangerous new political weapon that reaches far beyond President Trump and jeopardizes the privacy of every American. Let me remind everybody. This is not the first time the IRS was weaponized and involving handing over private information. That was going on with Lois Lerner when the IRS, that that John McCain was involved in weaponizing the the IRS, by the way. It wasn't just Obama. Speaking of McCain, who hid behind his military life as an excuse to do crap-like work with with Barack Obama and Lois Lerner in the IRS to try to to try to control the outcome of elections by trying to deny Tea Party groups their nonprofit status. And in the course of that, applications and private financial information involving those groups was forwarded to other people violating privacy and Lois Lerner Never spent a day in jail. Lois Lerner never missed a day of of pay and is off on a pension somewhere. And if you as an American citizen think that this is A-OK because it's Trump, I'm here to tell you that, that you need to stop being willfully ignorant and wake up to what is going on with the U.S. government. It's very myopic if you think it's only going to happen to him. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We come back. And of course, this is with no pushback from, you know, um, the 
Well, I guess there's a couple Republicans pushing back against it, but I'm not really hearing anything from the leadership. Although, you want to talk leadership? Let's talk about the $1.7 trillion in a 4,000-page bill that some of the Republican Party have signed on to with the Democrats. Merry Christmas to the Uniparty. Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. One of the things you can call me right now is aggravated. Because in addition to being aggravated over politics today and what's happening, I burnt my tongue on some overly hot coffee before the show. Sister, I feel your pain. I did that yesterday. Still hurts. It's the worst. Um... Got a great email from listener Mo. Mentioned her in in the last um, segment of the show. She was listening to the podcast, and I guess last night we were we were lamenting, we were gnawboning over the sad state of affairs. And I'm glad to see this email from her. She says, uh, "Good Monday podcast. Spent the evening with small family and the Chaldeans. Wonderfully genuine, caring people. Great atmosphere." Uh, Godfather said to me, "God does not give up, and neither will we. And we should pray for all who are against us." A Chaldean monk blessed me great food again just sharing thank you for sharing that because you're right god doesn't give up and neither should we and you know we we've got to stay strong and we got to stay just as strong as the democrats and the forces of evil that are pushing hard against us and that's a good point because thank you for for sharing that with me and email me at andreakshow.com because uh, my hope is not in the government my hope is not in man i know they want to separate they want to replace god with state and so, uh, it, but it, even though I know the reason why I stay in the fight is because even though I know that I don't put my hope in man or government, I put it in the Lord Jesus Christ who died for my sins and we're celebrating his birth on Christmas Day. I am still saddened and want to stop the decline and the destruction of the greatest history, greatest nation in the history of the world that was blessed so much because of our Ju- Judeo-Christian principles and values. And I've got a couple little nieces and future nieces and nephews and 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 just and, and just people that I don't even know that I care about. I, I hate to see this country destroyed for future generations. So, um, and one of the ways that you destroy a nation and, and Skins and I got into a little bit of, of a scuffle earlier. I don't want to get it. We don't have time to get in a lot of the details. But if if we're going to get angry at what's going on right now with this big spending, this $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill, we can't ignore the fact that even during Trump's administration, the spending was out of control. We have gotten addicted to spending in this country, and it includes, it includes obviously both parties and even a lot of conservatives that were happy to have the lockdowns happen and, and just desperate for the government to start sending checks to people to pay them to not work. And we don't talk you, too much Ukraine on the show, Andrea, but they're asking more money from us again. Right. We've got to it, stop the insanity. Zelensky is evidently going to be coming to Congress next week asking for more money, and we cannot be sucked into that. We, you know, If we were to fund every, every hot spot around the world where there was war happening or where children were being, being you know... Uh, We'd already be toast. Well, yeah, we, we just we can't we can't afford to do that. Right. And by the way, and this is not our war at the same time, we'll, we'll talk about the border crisis later, but we can, we've got to stop the gross spending. There is a one point seven trillion dollar bill that has four thousand pages. I want you to listen to I may not play the whole clip, but I want you to listen to what Mike Lee is talking about. 
with this bill, and not just the bill, but what's important is the process of what is going on as the Uniparty proceeds to try to shove a $1.7 trillion spending omnibus albatross around our necks right before Christmas. Skins, please play clip three. This monstrous spending bill clocks in at 4,155 pages. It was released in the middle of the night. We've had it for only a few hours. And now we're being told Congress needs to vote on and pass this thing on an expedited basis. Some are saying, you know, within the next 48 to 72 hours. By doing that, they're acknowledging the fact that they're treating what is fundamentally a, a legislative proposal. I mean, let's be serious about this. This is a handful, like four or five people in Congress wrote this. And they put it together. They introduced it in the middle of the night, uh, the early morning hours of, 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 uh, of today. And, and now they're wanting to collapse all hearings, all floor debates, all discussions in earnest about this and say you just have to pass it because this is what the process is. Well, the process is this way. Because time after time, uh, you've got enough members who agree to support these things without even having voted for it. Some of our colleagues must have magical powers, powers that I can't grasp or even understand. Because one of the reasons why this works is that you've had, uh, I think, all 50 Democrats agreeing in advance they'd support it. And you've had between 10 and 20 Republicans agreeing in advance that they would support it, even though. Essentially, none of them have seen this. I've got friends on the Appropriations Committee, including some who were subcommittee chairs or subcommittee ranking members uh, on there who, who hadn't seen it. And yet they didn't know what was in it. So magically, those 50 Democrats and those 10 to 20 Republicans who pledged their support for it before it even existed, they somehow knew what was in it. Well, it wasn't just that they were clairvoyant. It's that they were sort of bought off piece by piece, person by person. Uh, and I don't mean bought off in the, in the in, you know, legally corrupt sense, but in the sense that it's a corrupt process. Let me stop it you there. Hand out enough- Let me stop it there. I decided to stop it there because when I look at what uh, Shelby, Senator Shelby from the state of Alabama has has wanted in this bill, this bill has 7,500 earmarks, pet projects. And when I look at what Dick Shelby, isn't that his name? When I look at what he wants to have uh, have uh, appropriated, hundreds of millions of dollars to University of Alabama, some little dopey little military school in Mobile, Alabama. He's got uh, he's got money that he's putting there for for some bridge in in Apalachicola. Look, I, you know, my daddy grew up in Alabama. I love the state of Alabama. I still have family and friends in the state of Alabama, but I'm not interested in going broke. So pet projects like bridges in some town I've never even heard of, and I spent half my childhood and half my summers in the state of Alabama to pay for some bridge. This is like a bridge to nowhere. This is despicable. But it gets even worse than what Richard Shelby, and Richard Shelby was asked, well, what if, what if this doesn't get passed? Well, I guess I'll retire. And I'll go home. He's another like that, Lindsey Graham. I guess I'll go home and, you know, run errands with my wife and mow the lawn. Well, maybe that's what you should be doing right now. Instead of kicking the American people in the teeth. Stealing from them. Stealing from the American people for your pet projects for the state of Alabama. Which, by the way, 
You want to benefit the state of Alabama by picking the pockets of the taxpayers. You can do better than endowments for. And by the way, how come Auburn wasn't in there? The one the one school you wants to fund is the school my family went to, which was Auburn University. So why why are you picking and choosing these universities for endowments? Of course, it wouldn't be Auburn because that's like the one conservative. If there are any, that's like the one conservative school down there. But even worse is some of the other things that are part of this omnibus spending, like an increase in funds for the FBI so they can do what? Take more money to pay Twitter? We're going to talk about Twitter file dump number eight coming up a little bit later in the show, because not only was it revealed yesterday that the FBI was paying Twitter to shadow ban, to suspend, to ban accounts, to suppress information, to push lies and disinformation like uh, that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian collusion or Russian disinformation. They were paying Twitter millions of dollars for that. And now we find out today they were also paying Facebook and Google. So they're taking your taxpayer dollars and paying these social media sites to violate your First Amendment rights, to deplatform you, to demonetize you if you were making money off the platforms and, and the monetization programs they offered and they pushed and promised. And, we're, and we've got Republicans that are going to sign on to give them more money. Looks like McCarthy, in his quest to actually be speaker, is at least pretending. I don't trust him any farther than I can throw Hillary Clinton. But he's basically saying um, that um, that he's going to block any legislation from any Senate Republican who votes for the omnibus. Um, I don't know. I don't know what effect that would have because the Democrats only need to peel 10 idiots from the Republican Party to sign off on this. And I don't know that really any of the 10 idiots, uh, the Susan Collins, the Lindsey Grahams ever put forth any legislation uh, anyway, really. I mean, they sit on committees and just flap their gums and just go and do media outlets. So I don't even know if this has any teeth. This is this is just a waste um, what the what the Republican Party, what the, the House should say is that we're all spending comes from us and we're going to cut off. We're going to choke off any spending to the FBI. We're going to be real ch- easy to do. Yeah, we're going to choke off spending to the Department of Homeland Security. We're going to choke off spending to the Department of Education. We ain't going to give you a dime. We're going to shut down this government. We're going to tell you who's essential. And it ain't you. How come every time, Andrea, it comes to shutting down the government, they just don't hold their ground. It would be one of the most powerful tools they could use. Well, we've actually, and you know what the interesting thing is back in the 90s, because we've had actual government shutdowns before. I know because my mother worked for the federal government. I've told y'all to interior labor, you know, defense, all the different, pretty much everybody, I think, but state, state department. And she sat home on some lockdowns and watched her some Young and the Restless. No, mama didn't watch Young and the Restless. All my children and soap operas and snapped beans to cook for dinner while collecting a paycheck. There was never a time in which any government shutdown ever cost my mother a paycheck. And she worked for the federal government for 40 years. And not to mention that, not only that, but almost every time, and I think it was actually, y'all fact check me here, but I believe that every time that there was a lockdown, a, a, a government shutdown at the hands of the Republican Party, that the Republicans actually went on to increase their majorities in the House and in the Senate and in Congress. Because it's a show to the American people of we're going to stop this insanity. 
and it's a show of strength. We're going to take a break. Speaking of a show of strength, we've got uh, an attorney coming up with us who's showing strength in order to push back against a, a California assembly bill that sought to impose medical tyranny, not just on the on the medical patients, but also uh, doctors themselves. And so you're going to hear from attorney Daniel Sir from the Liberty Justice Center on the other side of the break. Don't go away. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show on this Taco Tuesday. Got lots of uh, great topics and, and content to bring to you guys later on in the show. Gary Quackenbush will be back with us uh, to share Quack with you. Quack and the Whack, baby. Quack and the Whack with the crazy legal cases and other information that you need to know about in our News You Can Use segment. And and those topics and more. Speaking speaking of the law, though, um, so we've spent so much time on the show talking about these communistic COVID crackdowns on us and how it's impacted us as citizens, how it's impacted us involving medical tyranny, being denied therapeutics of our choice, medicine of our choice, uh, it, um, from masking and the shots and beyond. We've spent some time in talking about the medical tyranny involving the doctors themselves and physicians like Dr. Simone Gold, and we've had uh, her and others from America's Frontline Doctors on the show. Here tonight, there was... There there was a case that's been uh, that's been heard in in a U.S. district court. What happened was, and I and I'm pretty sure I've talked about California Assembly Bill 2098 before, which Gavin Newsom signed back in September, that authorized the Medical Board of California to pursue sanctions and even license revocation against doctors who who share information that challenges quote the scientific consensus, i.e. Uh, Fraud Fauci. So uh, two doctors out of Los Angeles uh, filed a lawsuit to stand up against this this medical tyranny. And here tonight to discuss their case and what happened in a, in a district court on Friday is attorney Daniel Sir from Liberty Justice Center. And he joins me now. Hi, Mr. Sir. Thank you for being here on the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so uh, the tyranny involving the virus is real. I've never denied it. But the exploitation of it for power imposed upon us as citizens, as well as patients, as well as doctors, to me is straight up communistic crap. And I've been speaking out against it. And um, and, there, and it's happened in, in so many different aspects. Why? What about AB twenty ninety eight? Do we need to know about and your these doctors and why they're pushing back against this? What does it mean for the medical community and the physicians and the patients? Yeah, that's a great question, Andrea. Because this is important for doctors, but really it's important for for patients and for all of us as Americans. Because fundamentally, AB twenty ninety eight says that doctors can no longer give you their best medical advice, that when a doctor holds medical views, medical opinions that are contrary to the CDC or the state of California or Anthony Fauci, if they actually share that with you as their patient, they could lose their license and their right to practice medicine. Uh, That is not just a violation of the First Amendment. It's really a violation of the Hippocratic Oath, of the, the core of the medical profession. So as a lawyer, it's important to sue to stop it, but really it's important for all of us to push back to make sure our doctors can serve us well. Yeah, um, you know, isn't isn't it always, don't we hear all day long, um, my body, my choice? 
and <laughs> right i mean it, you know it, it, but here here it's not it's not only not my body my choice i don't get the it, it's it's not even a physician's right to treat me and the government is squarely now right in the middle of of my examination room controlling what a doctor is allowed to prescribe to me and to me that is the ultimate in medical tyranny it's not just a first amendment right but it's 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 um it i'm glad you pointed out it's a violation of the hippocratic oath but uh, um i have would have to think there's so many constitutional issues with this because we the seed why does why does this one man get to dictate to every doctor across the country what they're allowed to prescribe to a patient you're absolutely right andrea so uh funny you should mention the my body my choice line uh, because the ACLU, of all people, actually came into this case supporting the good guys. And the reason for them was uh, the sanctity of the doctor-patient relationship uh, from all of the, the legal cases around abortion. Right, That a number of cases over the years have held, uh, I think wrongly, but have held that uh, you know the doctor-patient relationship is is sacred. Often we hear the line, you know, this is a choice between a woman and her doctor. Um, and so in that context, you know, there are people who are enthusiastic for protecting doctor-patient rights. But when it comes to this context, when it's about COVID and the information a doctor can share that's questioning elite opinion, that's questioning this so-called scientific consensus, all of a sudden your rights are out the window. It's total hypocrisy on the part of the left. Uh, it's just one more reason I think we're going to win in court. What happened Friday? So we had a hearing on Friday. I have to say it's the best-named courthouse in America, the Ronald Reagan Federal Courthouse <laughs> in Santa Ana, California. <laughs> okay. i got to say even better, I had to fly into the John Wayne Airport. Oh, love it. To get to the Ronald Reagan Airport. <laughs> I know. So I take these as good signs. Um and we, you know, we argued the case in front of our judge, Judge Fred Slaughter. Um, and it was interesting, too, to hear the lawyer for California, the deputy attorney general, uh, who argued uh, the opposite side, defending the law. And, and basically her view was no big deal, nothing to see here, always done it this way. And besides, even if it is different or unique, we're the state, we can do whatever we want to fight COVID. Like, that was their argument. Mm. Um, and I think it just shows you the, the arrogance of the other side uh, that in, you know, their, their attitude the last two years has been, we'll just do whatever we, need to, we think we need to do. Uh, the Supreme Court has obviously told the state of California, no, you can't do that. Uh, the pandemic is not a override everybody's rights and liberties card, get out of jail free card. Uh, that's been consistent from the Supreme Court, and I'm hoping we're going to hear it from Judge Slaughter in our case as well. We're talking to Attorney Daniel Sir from Liberty Justice Center regarding um, uh, these two doctors who bravely and courageously decided to push back against a. Uh, uh, Nussolini, uh, uh, as I call him, Governor Nussolini's continuation of uh, communistic controls over the state under the guise of, of health. And to me, one of the reasons why this is so important is because if they can corrupt, uh, fully corrupt the medical community and put them under the control of a centralized uh, a body in D.C., then then they can forever. Uh, we don't have the right to, to, to say that we don't want to get a shot. 
that hasn't been that hasn't been been properly tried and that is is killing people. We don't have the right to decide uh, whether or not our five year old gets chemically castrated because you know some school teacher says my kid is transgender. There's so many implications beyond even COVID with us. And um, I I don't know if you see that there if the, if this case is going to be strictly about COVID or whether or not people see the the bigger picture implications here. You're right. This is one of the things we've seen consistently from the pandemic is that the way in which government is using its so-called emergency powers and the and the predicate, the precedent that it's laying for the future. Right. We all know it's just around the corner that climate change or gun control or whatever it is, is going to be the next emergency Mm -hmm. that's going to open up this extra basket of governmental powers that they can now do whatever they want with, right? Mm -hmm. And so the same is true here. You're absolutely right. The law, as it's written today, may only cover COVID, but something like transgender or one of the other issues that are constantly, you know, being debated in the medical community, Mm -hmm. if they just come in as the government and say, no, this is how it's going to be, and we're going to censor, we're going to shut down Mm -hmm. any doctor who dares to disagree, like that's, that's why we have a First Amendment. It's to stop the government from deciding mm-hmm. what we get to think, what we get to say, what information we get to receive. That's the point of the First Amendment. As well as it should be my choice as to what happens with my body, right? Now, and, and, and of course, getting back to that argument, my body, my choice, some people say, well, Andrea, you're being a hypocrite because you want to be able to choose whether or not you get you get a shot that's, uh, that's called a vaccination, but you don't think women should have the right to choose. Well, uh, let me just be clear again to the listeners, if you don't understand and aren't familiar with me, I don't think another human being inside of a woman's womb is her body, okay? That's, that's hashtag science. So don't be adding me on any of the socials that I'm being a hypocrite here. Um, I'm grateful for you for taking up this case. Evidently, this is kind of what y'all do with the Liberty Justice Center. Tell everybody about about what you guys do and any other cases you might be you might be fighting for on our behalf. Yeah, we take on the biggest fights against the toughest opponents in order to to save our, our rights and liberties. And I think ultimately our country like it is just a, a privilege as a lawyer that every time I go into a courtroom, you know, I don't just represent people like Dr. Mark and Dr. Jeff. Like I, ultimately, I represent the Constitution, right? My, mm-hmm. my best and biggest client is the Constitution. And let's be honest, like the Constitution is under attack. Yeah. And, and it needs defending. And we need courageous lawyers. We need courageous clients. And we need courageous judges who are willing to push back against the cancel culture, push back against the COVID culture, push back on all these infringements in order to save our country. So you can find us on the web at libertyjusticecenter.org, whether it's fighting for our freedom from COVID mandates, fighting for free speech, fighting against cancel culture, all these things tie together. And those are the fights we're bringing every day in, in courts across America. Well, I can tell you that folks watching right now on our on our Facebook stream say they're, that they're praying for you and they, they appreciate the work that you're doing. And I thank you for being here tonight. And we'll have to have you back to continue to update us on the work that you're doing. Yeah, let's hope we've got a window report in a couple of days on this uh, case against AB 2098. I'll be excited to share the good news. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Thank you so much, Daniel Sir, from the Liberty Justice Center.
Have a great night, Andrew. Thank you, too. All right. And you guys come on back. we got one more segment in this hour to go. And you know what? The battle is continuing even within the Republican Party as we go forward on these COVID mandates and what's happening with these shots. So what I'm going to ask you guys this. Of anybody in the Republicans who thinks they're going to challenge Trump in 2024 for president, which governor has said that um, he's questioning DeSantis and DeSantis's panel on the shots? Did I... Did I put that question out there? Well, you think I did, my man, Skins? All right. Come on back. Another uh, segment of the Andrea K. Show for this hour is on its way. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. <laughs> really? I decided to bite into a cheese puff right as I'm coming back from a break. I'm sorry. I just got so hungry all of a sudden. Um. All right. Before the break, we were talking to Liberty Justice Center about a lawsuit that they're filing to push back against the medical tyranny going on in the state of California. Let me remind you guys why this is so important. Do Have people forgotten how, and, and I'm sure they haven't forgotten, how if you wanted to keep your job, you had to wear a mask. If And that's if you, and that's if you kept your job. Let's back up to where you you uh, your business was shut down here in California because and and this happened across the country as well because Gavin Mussolini decided you know that he wanted to put the state on what he described as a dimmer switch. So if you were able to go to work in the first place as an essential worker, then you had to wear a mask, right? And then we had the six foot distancing. Then when the shots came out, then you had to take a shot. There was a sad story that was on Twitter last night about a man who was a part of creating the mandates and working with public and private partnerships in something called emergency centers across the country. And he was one of the first people to get a shot as they were rolled out to the healthcare professionals first. And this was a man who was in the prime, in his prime physically, 200 pounds, low body fat, lean, and the best shape of his life. And now he's in heart failure because of these shots. He's just one of many. Every day now, it's a, it's another story of somebody dropping dead, the sudden adult death syndrome, right? Well, the FDA uh, has done a study that, shockingly, not going to be a shock to anybody who's been paying attention, uh, the Pfizer COVID-19 shot has been linked to blood clotting. Something that we've known for a while, right? Uh, watch the documentary, Died Suddenly by Stu Peters. Um. The study titled Surveillance of COVID-19 Vaccine Safety Among Elderly Patients 65 Years and Older was published by the journal um, Vaccine earlier this month. The problem I have with this study is that it only involving six, 65 and up. Come on, FDA. You know that it's, it's the sudden adult death syndrome is, is affecting primarily men. Women as well, teenage girls as well, but it's but it, it, I think the majority of those dropping dead suddenly are young men, and these are the ones that are just dying now. We don't know how many are going to die from the effects of myocarditis and pericard, pericarditis. I think it is down the road, because as one doctor, I think it was Doctor Peter McCullough, said the other day, myocarditis causes um, scar tissue to build up, and that causes death eventually. Causes blood clots and deaths. We've seen the embalmers, right, who who are showing, and again, watch Died Suddenly on, um, you just Google, go to stewpeters.com and watch Died Suddenly. It's just, it's a lot of, we've talked about this many times on the show, and you can watch it visually, and it's these embalmers that have reported the circuitry inside of the veins that have grown and caused death. These are not blood clots. These are something different. 
from these mRNA shots. So DeSantis has decided that he wants to impanel. He's signed a petition. He wants a grand jury to investigate any malfeasance and wrongdoing by those forcing shots on people. He wants investigations done. And he says no, no more mandates in the state of Florida. Quite frankly, if we actually had a United States government that gave a crap about our health instead of trying to use public health and panic porn as a way to try to gain control over our lives, they would have already pulled these shots off the market like they did shots in the past when um, they were killing kids back in the 80s. So enter Asa Hutchinson, Republican governor for the state of Arkansas who wants to challenge Trump in 20... Actually, you know, he's coming out against DeSantis, so I don't think he sees Trump as any challenge in 2024. And he's criticizing DeSantis for, for his, quote, vaccine skepticism. He says, we shouldn't undermine science. We shouldn't undermine the medical community. That's very important to our public health. And when you look at how I handled the pandemic in Arkansas, we didn't have mandates of government forcing people to take the vaccine, but I did go out into the communities and I had the medical experts there educating them as to how this is beneficial and how this is important. And I had local community doctors addressing that. It's not enough to just not be be pro-mandate. You should not be going around into the community as governor trying to persuade people to take a shot. That's killing people. What's wrong with you? Don't be trying to push this insanity on us, this collective group think that we're not allowed to question, quote, science. Fauci is not science. Fauci is a politician, a bureaucrat who has been rewarded with more and more and more over the years. He is the, still the highest paid government official, and he's the world's largest serial killer. And I'm not going to support anybody who supports Fauci. I'm not going to support anybody who supports currently the work at the CDC, the NIH, and the NIAID. I need Trump to start coming out against these shots. It's not enough for me to be anti-mandate. I need, I need, I want these shots pulled from the market because they're killing people. I want every, every doctor in this country, if we're going to have anything centralized under, under quote science, I want every doctor in this country to have the right to prescribe what they want to a patient. There should never be a time in this country where doctors on a brand new virus, nobody knew anything about and doctors are experimenting and doing what they do and finding treatments that work like ivermectin. Uh, hydroxychloroquine and combinations with ZPAC and beyond and vitamin D's, that there should be no time in the future of this country when doctors are proving that they're saving lives, that they're being told they're not allowed to prescribe a drug that's available over the counter in Tijuana, Mexico, just about an hour south of me. And there should never be a time in this country going forward where anybody is pressured to be injected with a substance that they don't want. We need freedom in this country. Freedom is always the answer. You got a virus, you don't know how many people it's going to kill. The solution, the answer is still freedom. The answer is always freedom. Because that's what this country was founded on. It wasn't founded on the U.S. government and the FBI largest law enforcement agency paying money to private enterprise in order to suppress my speech. That's fascism. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got hour two. We got lots of lots of great stories for you guys uh, coming up in the next hour. We're going to start with our man GQ Law Gary Quackenbush with Quack and the Whack and the News You Can Use segment. Then we got to talk about why is Steven Spielberg apologizing to sharks. And speaking of sharks, what happened in Hawaii today? Those topics and many more coming up. Don't go away. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.